All right, and welcome back, guys, to Bedouin Bantel. I'm Khalid Dosi. Whoa, that was a bit loud on the first start. <laughs> the gain is too much, but uh, guys, we are back into the show. We do have a new guest on the uh, the podcast. We have Wad Saidi, who's here with us. She's a software engineer mm-hmm. and somebody with an interesting backstory. Apparently, some military uh, experiments as well. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> Starting off strong with the conspiracy theories, and as yeah, always, yeah. because of that, I'm joined with Ahmed Matrouk. And, and uh, the OJ, OJ. The OJ. <laughs> is that the OJ? That, now, do you have to do that because now OJ Simpson's on Twitter? Like you I have think to give so, up yeah, your, yeah. You know, I, 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 kinda, I have to give it up now. I tried to find his account. I, I couldn't find him for some reason. You couldn't? No, no. It's not that hard it's to find. Thing. I found like a bunch you know, of parody accounts. He still th- he threatens the parody accounts. There's actually a, a, a photo, a, like an image conversation you can see of him and the guy who does his main parody account. Mm-hmm. And he's threatening the guy to like let go of the handle <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> it's the funniest thing because he actually says, you know, I'm going to get my way eventually or something. And then he'll oh send God. the emoji of a knife. Like, yeah. he'll actually, like actual OJ is like, I'm real OJ. <laughs> is he making light of it or is it like one of his... Everyone knows I did it, but I got away with it. I think he just got used to like doing it because he knows he can get away with it. Like the double meaning of every time doing yeah, a joke. Yeah. He, and he also... got away with it once. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't... they didn't get me the first time. We still don't know that. <laughs> no, but they did get him on the casino thing where he tried to steal back his own memorabilia. <laughs> that was nine years for that. That was hilarious. Yeah, not the thing you actually did. That everybody That's knows you did. That. No, yeah. the second thing. <laughs> that is funny. I didn't know about that. <laughs> right. So that is it for Twitter handles. So let's uh, segue from that Twitter handle into yours. Wad, do you have one to share or anything on social media you want people to to kind of head towards? Just doing an early plug yeah, so I don't I forget about it. I think it's at Challenge Drobot. At Challenge, Challenge Drobot. Yeah. And uh, my Instagram has an 89 after it. Okay, cool. And Wad, can you give us a little bit of a, a, a kind of an insight into your background? We started off early on with uh, some Twitter stuff and some earlier conversations about aliens. We'll get to that. That's a different <laughs> yeah. story. That's number one. Yeah. We're getting to <laughs> the know, hashtag. It's there. You're going to have to keep count. <laughs> yeah. So Wad, at least share with us your own background and what you've been doing. All right. So I'm born and raised in Oman. Um, and I did my studies in software engineering. I did my bachelor's there and I worked in the government for two years. Right. And funny enough, I met someone on Instagram <laughs> not looking for a relationship and now I'm married to a Bahraini guy and I've been living here for three years. Okay. It still feels so surreal. See, on- online relationships work. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, luck sometimes out. they okay. work. Was that before Tinder? I wasn't on Tinder. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it wasn't... Uh, Isn't it rude to ask? It's like... Were you, on, were you on Tinder, yo? No, and it wasn't like, hey, I'm looking for someone. It was, he literally asked me about protein pancakes or something. Uh, it was that's, that's something gym-related. Yeah, yeah. That's how you do it. It's very smooth, yeah, very smooth. Very, sure. very mm. slick. smart, slick, sneaky start, you know? I don't know nothing yeah. about protein pancakes. I'm a... <laughs> I'm an average Jew. I like regular pancakes. <laughs> You're more like, what up, yo? Yeah, exactly. The joke here. Have you seen my stand-up, yo? Sorry. Funny enough, uh, he came to Oman, I think, nine or 13 days after we started talking. And then he visited once a month, every month. And right. that's I, how that happened. He's you know, romantic. You know yeah. something? I'm, I'm actually um, surprised by the amount of Bahrainis that, that actually get married to to Armani. I'm not saying yeah. not saying it's anything. No, you're right. Yeah. There is a big there, connection. There's a there. big connection. Like my friend just got engaged to a Armani girl that right. he met That's when good. he was uh, studying. studying. Yeah, 
Yeah, I feel like it's because one, they're just as nice almost, but nicer than people that already exist on this island. And two, we have a very similar sized economy. Is it, is it, is it that or is it... The, Ours is better. Is, is, it, is it that or is it the curiosity? You know, you've been... I don't you, know. you hear stories about Armonis like since you were a kid, you know? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. With the flying, flying... Uh, fair enough. You know what's whatever. funny? My husband was like, I bet it's Amani magic. And I was like, if it was Amani magic... I wouldn't be married to you. <laughs> oh, but it's so powerful you wouldn't know, it's would like, you? No, these no. These, these older women, mm-hmm. their, their husbands gravitate yeah. towards, you know, women from other nationalities. Yeah. He's been, yeah. he's been, you know, black magic. And so whatever. the North African magic is stronger than the Omani magic? It's, or what, what is stronger? It's, it's nothing is stronger. Like, than if it, no, Africa. like if I'm building an MTG <laughs> Magic of the Gathering deck list with spells from Oman versus spells from <laughs> North Africa, from Maghreb, what's stronger? North Africa, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely you sure about that? I think yeah. Amani's have that quality. You know, you think, the, yeah. They, I feel like I they do. I feel like they have like the precision magic. Yeah, yeah. You know no, see, Amani's don't have to work as hard because they're familiar with the territory. Right. <laughs> North Africans, <laughs> uh, Their difficult. magic has to reach further as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But at least the anyway, when it comes to relationships, you believe they're powerful in, in illusion and and charm. I'd guess, right? <laughs> it's hard work. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. But um, for, for you, when you're talking about Amani's and, and that kind of cultural sense being mm-hmm. now tied into this Amani side of your family, yeah, do you feel like you're you're much more than just your life in Bahrain where you started off? Because you lived abroad as well, right? You had different experiences living in multiple places. Yeah. Um, I think the sum of it or what I came to peace with is I'm always going to be nostalgic to something. Right. So whether I'm in Bahrain or in Oman, I'm going to miss a street in D.C. or a train in Malaysia. Right. When yeah. you're when you're experiencing new things deeply, you really connect with them and they feel like home. So I think that's why how that's how I got over me moving here. I was like, I'm yeah, I'm gonna miss Oman, but I'm gonna miss so many things anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I started accepting living in Bahrain. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, people that accept that uh, you know the idea of home is just that it's an idea. Yeah. It's, it's an abstract. It's not. A physical mm. object. It's not a house. It's not a family member. It's it's where right, your yeah. mind. It is. Feels I, I feel like it's more in tune with culture. So like the stuff we were just joking about now with Amon and all the people we know from mm-hmm. Amon. I have also for my my, my wife, her in laws. Uh, sorry, my in-laws. There are a bunch of them all from Amman. They all mm. live there. They they're part of the culture there. I've visited more than once, and they feel like you know they're they're this culture that opens up my breadth of experience and my background and what I see and what I converse about, what I talk about with other people. Mm. So I feel like that's the def- the definitive advantage you have as somebody who has lived overseas in different places. You would say, yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah. so how it gives d- you a perspective. How do you use that perspective, Annie? Does it come into your work? Do you? Is it more about family? Is it more about talking with friends? How does that work for you? Um, I hope it makes me a more interesting person than someone who hasn't been anywhere. Yeah. And uh, I do think it's sad to be born, study, work, and die like within twenty kilometers. I, I, mm. I totally agree. I, I, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Where, where was it? There's a there's a in Californication. One of my favorite lines mm-hmm. is like one of their teachers back in school. He was like. You never die f- uh, further than five miles from where you were born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, that is that's that is that really fucks with it's people. It's the that saddest is, thing. It yeah. is. It is. But going back to perspective, it made me realize that not everyone feels that way. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. They don't know what they're yeah. missing. 
Yeah, well, they don't, for them, their world is enough as it is. And some yeah. people don't want to expand further because it just feels like it will be complicated or confusing to have so many things in my life. You know, I understand where they come from. But mm. at the same time, I was only able myself to change aspects of my personality because mm. I traveled, mm. because I did different yeah. experiences. Uh, or I left alone. I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure you interacted with people that are, that, you know, kind of share the same um, track in life. Yeah. Um, how hard was it for them to sort of get out of that comfort zone? As Because I know as Khalijis, we're very into our comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. You know, how hard was it for them? Um, first of all, I feel like I'm surrounded with these people. It's like we vibe. Okay. So you find them more interesting, you vibe with them. Their experience of leaving, like what happened to my sister was getting a scholarship and having to live five years alone. Yeah. Um, what happened with my husband is... I think you have to overcome some kind of adversity to open your mind. Okay. Like maybe that's the advantage of it. Oh yeah, I've heard parents talking about this, like whether they should give adva- like allow their kids to have adversity and challenges yeah. just mm-hmm. so they can grow into like more f- yeah. f- fleshed out. I'd say more balanced people, mm-hmm. more wholesome people. I guess. I think uh, to grow to a version of them that's closer to their potential. Yeah. I don't think we reach that as humans. Or but, most of us don't. But we discussed this before. There is a real longing to leave, mm-hmm. um, you know, our home country, as Bahrainis yeah, especially. Yeah. You know, we always say we're going to leave, but we never leave, right? Well, it depends. Th- those that have, like, the ability through their jobs tend mm-hmm. to see if they can find an opportunity. I know a bunch of people that are always looking out. Like, even if they don't <laughs> find the job, they're always looking out kind of for an o- yeah. option to leave. Mm. I don't know if that's the same experience you've had. I don't think uh, that's the Bahraini experience. I think it's the human experience. We're mm-hmm. supposed to wander. Uh, borders, nationalities, passports yeah. are yeah. all new things to us as humans when you think about all the time that's passed. So, no, I, to- I totally agree. I think especially yeah. now that the world is getting more globalized, mm-hmm. it's getting much easier for people to step out of their comfort zone. Like my mother was uh, talking to me about when, when I used to study in the UK. And she was like, "This is, it's much easier to get in contact with you guys because there's whatsapp and all of this stuff so we don't feel like you know you're away that much while she was talking about my dad when he used to study abroad like they had to make a phone call a month Uh, or send letters (laughs) (laughs) out of my dad didn't even there there was no luxury of phones back then yeah he had to he wrote letters yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) you'd think it's easier to move around now but i feel there are more red tapes than there used to be really how so though I think people wandered freely before their fear of terrorism and right. having to apply for visas. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you mean before borders or do you mean before passports? Not before passports. I feel before our fear of other. I feel like social media and openness also also made us scared of other people. Right. So people, we is, it, is it scared or is it the fact that we're so exposed to this on a daily basis, we don't feel like we have to go? It's just there on the phone. That's probably it. Like, I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there that don't really, like, get to experience life because they're like, oh, I could just see it through my Instagram. Look yeah. at her. Yeah. She's out there. She's traveling. Like, that's why there's so many, like, influencers that are popular for their travel. Well, because yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost like a postmodern syndrome. We were talking about this when you were in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, last month. And you were sending me a picture and you were like, oh, this looks like a Windows screensaver. Yeah. I'm like, it's so interesting that <laughs> yeah. you're there. Yeah. And, and you, you think, think of, of this as, as a picture. Yeah, it's just so interesting. Uh, and that's, that's how the, case the world with is. with all uh, surreal experiences, I think. We, we start looking at them through a lens mm-hmm. but it's um, it's one thing you know when you're living in a city when you're living in a concrete jungle right mm-hmm. um the the 
you know, longing to be one with nature. I know this is very hippie-esque, mm-hmm. but I get I get this. You know, yeah. I, I get this. Yani, خلاص, I'm, I'm done with Bahrain. Like, yeah. I've, I've been here for like, yani, if I'm here for an extended period of time mm-hmm. b- between traveling, mm-hmm. I get really sick of it because I just want to go and see trees. That's all yeah. I want yeah. to see. Yeah. Zara, open fields. Yeah, that makes whatever. a huge difference, by the way. It's the one thing that you feel like relaxes you for some reason. There's a tension about being in the desert. I don't know what it is. You're just like, <laughs> I feel like there's some biological like syndrome in our body that makes us see a fully clear sky. It's always dusty. Yeah, there's something weird. Yeah, it's like the fog for uh, people who are living in London. Yeah, and they want to leave. Yes, (laughs) I think it's the dust for us. To be honest, I'm I'm a firm believer, honestly. And if I was going to go with something paranormal, like in something otherworldly about different places, Mm -hmm. because I lived in Florida, I firmly believe certain areas have like a zone, like an something attached to the soil, like something bad happened at one point. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, some freaking (laughs) curse. Because Florida, so many crazy people for absolutely no reason. Like three blocks or two blocks from where I lived, somebody's like the cannibal guy that was on the news this mm-hmm. homeless Florida guy. man hey, Florida, Florida, Florida man, man. A, like freaking original Florida man bro <laughs> Florida man. he bit off this other homeless oh guy's face he was on bath salts that. Yeah, yeah that story was huge and there was yeah. like pranks that came on after it happened people were mm-hmm. pretending like it was the zombie apocalypse and all this other stuff yeah that's crazy so man. I firmly believe there's something in the soil that makes people crazy there it was like some Cthulhu demon something's bur- buried like miles underneath no but do you remember how blue the sky is in Florida yeah I do that is the one thing that is a crazy like dichotomy that makes up that makes up yeah. for the crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> that's your escape you just look up that it is, is true that it, is yeah. true there, there in that sense there's that difference there, there is a certain beauty in, in looking at a night sky and seeing the stars it, yeah. because yeah. you can never mm-hmm. never experience that yeah. in Bahrain and Morocco where I live it's mm-hmm. uh, like um, about 45 minutes away from the city it's yeah. mm-hmm. next to a village and um, very very clean air yeah uh it's all grass, very green. At night, you know, mm-hmm. you'd look up and you'd see stars, and it's just amazing. Yeah, I remember um, I was there when uh, Mars was visible to okay, the naked like, eye. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. That was Yanni. That was one that was of, one of the ten time, defining yeah. moments of my life. I can imagine because that's the natural beauty you'll find. Even if you like, if you're going in Saudi or someplace Yanni nearby, you can actually travel out to. You'll mm-hmm. see those clear skies. Yeah, but Saudi, yeah, you it, can. And yeah. then that connection with nature. If you're out yeah. in the desert in Saudi or somewhere, you you feel that connection and you feel normal again. You feel yeah. weirdly relaxed and healthy. You sleep better. Uh, for some reason, when we're in this concrete slab, it's like the same effect I was talking about in Florida. People are clenched up. The heat, you can feel it through yeah. concrete, through granite. You feel it like just building up this Everyone's pressure. Everyone's all tensed and, up. Yeah. And, 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 and Morocco, they're chilled out people. Yeah. They're really, really chilled out. I think the weather has a lot to do with it as well. Does, I don't yeah. know if it's it's a biological thing that we have this uh, yearning to, oh, I want to go into nature. Is it is it something that I, I think it's it like it, deeply rooted? It in must us? be. It must be. Yeah. If you see green, there's something that attracts us to mm-hmm. green. We definitely like head towards. <laughs> don't give me that look, Matus. <laughs> Forget about greenery, even the beach, you know? Even yes, the beach. Even the beach. 100%. Yeah. So, speaking of beach, we come back to one thing that perfectly segues here. Do you feel like you lived in Amman for a while, right? Yeah. Okay. So Amman, mm-hmm. very s- similar economy as Bahrain, very similar limitations. You could say even more limited in, in the, the, the pace of, let's say, progress or growth economically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you feel like in Amman, at least you have the nature? This is what I wanted to tie it back into there. You have the mountains, you have the beaches, you have the beautiful seas, the nature and all this other stuff. 
does it come into effect or do you feel like you still want to go out and that's the first thing i missed when i moved here uh we used to just pick up food and go to the beach and eat just yeah. like you, you can do that right yeah and it's clean it's nice it's quiet yeah yeah and yeah and <laughs> the simple things. The simple things. Hey, you, you can, can do this in Bahrain. You can go to Bahrain. Oh, man, I went there. Yeah. Actually, it's like four. Nature, man. It's so much litter there. It's crazy. I know. It's yeah. horrible. But anyways, and then on weekends, you drive three or four hours and you're either amongst sand dunes or yeah. you're in a mountain. Everything or a wadi is around or something. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing is, I feel like Maybe we are having the same struggles when it comes to finances, but I feel like Omanis are more happy. You think so? Because of their cultural relaxation, or do you feel like because they have that environmental advantage? Um, no, I think because they're they're treated well. Right. Yeah. Okay. But there's a lot of, uh, yani speaking of beauty spots, there's a lot of beauty spots in, in the UAE as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on the road to Fujairah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Khorfakan. Mm. And it's all like. It sounds like you made that up. No, seriously, <laughs> seriously, seriously. It sounds like a dwarf it is, dungeon. It is, it is, it is, is it close there. to Kazakhstan? Yeah, I swear, I swear to God, it's there. I promise you, yeah. it sounds like a dwarven it's dungeon <laughs> in the Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? It's Welcome to the, the temple of Kharbazan. Uh, we, we wouldn't know if he actually made that up. No. What's it called again? Khorfakan. Uh, Khorfakan. Khor means uh, like a mini sea. Yeah. So the area is. The oh, other yeah, one, yeah, yeah. it's Khorfakan. I believe you, I believe you. Yeah. I'm no, telling you, it not, sounds like a dwarf lying. invention. Okay. It does sound funny. The Balrog will come from, what I is it again? I didn't believe it, Khorfakan. Khorfakan. I didn't believe it. It's, it's a good title for a movie. It yeah, is. Sultan, can you check that? Oh, I'm looking that up. <laughs> Jamie, look, pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> pull that up. But, right. but yeah, a lot of, yeah, um, even Emiratis uh, living yeah. in Fujairah and whatever, they're, uh, from what I saw, they're more chilled out than, than Emiratis living in Dubai. Yeah. They're less um, xenophobic. Right. Honestly. Yani, uh, That's interesting. Yani, in, in Dubai, mm. uh, you interact with... Uh, yani, on you feel it. like there's more xenophobia in Dubai, Yani? Is that what you're, yes. is that what you're saying? Yes. In, in Dubai, yani, uh, from, from what I saw... Do you, do you notice you're saying xenophobia, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just go go with it. Xenophobia, as in yeah. a group of people that that don't want influence from the outside world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and locals there and right, living in Dubai. Never mind. I wanted you to say aliens. You didn't say it. I'm not. You're not. You're not tricking. No, me. I'm not. Just go. But such that yeah, they're very um, uh, integrated, xenophobic. xenophobic yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 uh, locals in in Dubai. Yeah, are you saying they're isolated in their own communities? They're, yes. Yeah. So um, nobody interacts. Maybe because in Dubai there are more expats, so. They feel that anger towards them. Yes. That they're taking my jobs. De- anger. No, 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 not that. Definitely not that. And I think what would you th- part of it is probably because they did the waves of, of like people immigrating to Dubai who are mm-hmm. expats. It came so fast, so quickly because it's a fast, <coughs> a quick growing economy. Yeah, yeah it's and insane. There are fifteen percent Emiratis. Yeah, I think. it's a huge number that a huge of people that just managed to like go into yeah. one area in such a quick time. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna find. That a big pocket of these expats are always going to flock towards others that they know of their same culture, same mm-hmm. kind. So mm-hmm. you end up with these pocketed Lobbies. bubbles. Yeah. 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 And Emiratis are very, very nice people. I've interacted and I lived in Sharjah and I used to go to Ajman, yeah. I used to go to Fujairah and Ras Khaimah. Very nice people. Yeah. But for some reason in Dubai, very reserved. Mm, yeah. Very, very yeah. reserved. They're keeping to their own, their own traditions, their own it's networks. Bad, bad, bad. Dubai is depressing, man. It's, is it? It's, 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 is it? You wouldn't give up, like, at I, least live there for two years. If I you would not. It has a Vegas vibe. 
It does, right? Yeah. yeah. I would not live in Dubai. You have the I, money. I would go there for like a week or mm. a weekend or yeah. whatever, and that's it. Yeah. Just like Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a very good What is good it example. about Dubai that changes people? Like I noticed Miami, it makes people plastic no matter what. You're, it's like going to the mm. UK, you're going to be influenced by football, right? Yeah. Miami, you're going to be influenced by fashion people and weirdos. Just the two Dubai, things. Dubai, you have to be filthy rich. Yeah, yeah I, I absolutely. Agree. That is the thing I with Dubai. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, now when, when we, you know, when we when we'd get our allowance, the beginning of the month, we'd go to like clubs and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fill it. But the middle of the month, we'd be in Dera. Okay. Do you know where Dera is? Dera is basically the uh, commercial uh, commercial part of Dubai where all the companies are based and and and. Right. Uh, so industry. Chinhel Bahrain for Dubai, basically. Mm. Okay. It's like Bahrain in Dubai. It's really uh, sort of cheap and whatever. Okay. All right. So fact. industry, Annie would say, is there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. So how do how do we get into debate? What was the 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 main segue into uh, this? He was talking about uh, Khurfakan. Oh yeah, Khurfakan nature and yeah, all it's this. It's pretty nice though. Yeah, looks yeah. like. Uh, so before getting back into it, right? You've 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 shared with us uh, Wad on your background, your travel. You've also lived abroad, right? Yeah. What has been the number one thing that defines the 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 the, the, the maybe? Do you would you categorize it as freedom or more like an ability to express yourself at any time using your own resources? What is it about living abroad that defines it that makes it interesting for you you don't feel like everyone's watching you okay. you can do what you want you can be yeah. who you are even with like hair colors or piercings or whatever it is tattoos the way you dress you can just be you don't feel like your neighbor is gonna tell your mom yeah. Yeah. what's yeah. wrong with your daughter yeah, and you're, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're saying this as a as a as a, as a woman okay? yeah and and I, and I get that you know w- women fil khalij they're kind of you know they kind even of men. i think to, i think to a certain yeah. extent even men to, i don't yeah. think it's in in, in, uh, in bahrain uh, for me no i don't feel like anyone's watched but when i lived in Sharjah, yeah from the moment i landed up until i left mm. i always felt like someone had their eyes on me right you know what i mean why I, I don't know. What were you? Um, I was being. Get I, up. I just felt. <laughs> I just felt like I was being watched by the government. Uh, I don't know. No, that that's all I'm gonna say right, right now. Okay. I just felt like I was being watched right. because my sister was living in Florida for five years. Yeah. Um, and she was sent there as a scholarship with a group of Omanis slash Khalijis. Oh, where in Florida? Uh, Melbourne. Oh, okay. Okay. So she always felt like she's in a little Khalij in yeah. USA, and whenever I'd go there and would go to new york or dc she felt more freedom in the way she dresses or wearing makeup or because she wasn't part of the khaliji mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so okay. i think that's the f- one of the freedoms traveling gives you you yeah. don't feel watched all the time and you it's so creepy when you think about it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's, it's true it's, it is that so many people know you is an important thing i felt like the one thing i loved about city life even when in, in mm-hmm. miami or london and anywhere else you in city life you can really make mistakes you can experiment you mm-hmm. can do whatever yeah you feel like you're never going to see this person again there's oh, yeah. that that's, advantage that's a, to that that's a really good feeling it's i remember a that. really good feeling because yeah. you can not, try things not a lot can, of people get that yani and students who go abroad uh Khalijis, yeah they come back they're, they're the same people because they stick with yeah, they, 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 they stick that's with the, the same bubble. circle it's mm-hmm. the bubble it's, it's the, the bubble does it for everybody well, on i had i had a, a group of a group of you know my classmates who went to the uk to study and i, I you know i kept on telling them like guys why are you hanging out with people from from you know your, your region well, yeah. yeah from your school for god's from your school <laughs> yeah it's wow. another one <laughs> thank yeah. you from your school like come on go out <laughs> nothing's explore. gonna change this way you're like, not gonna you know, exp- yeah you're not gonna get out of your comfort yeah, zone for you're not fuck's sake i was mm-hmm. in charge 
Yeah. I was in Sharjah and I still had a United Nations group of friends. I had Egyptians, Moroccans, Mexicans, Serbians, mm. Canadians. I did not hear a single black person in that. Um, a single racist, racist I, I, human being. Well, they weren't in my bed. Scum of the earth. Oh, you're trying to turn this against me? Okay, try, try. A single Nigerian. <laughs> a single one. Right. So, sorry, getting back into this, we were talking about that diversity of experience you get when you're overseas, when you're meeting people, getting out of your bubble, and you're also uh-huh. expanding it down. That's the college life, right? But there's a very big difference between going there in university when you're in your scholarship years or whatever it is, yeah. and a very big difference to moving there and immigrating. That was what I was trying to do when I was in the States. Mm. I want to see if it's possible for me to continue work there, mm. to see if I can make a career happen there. And that was a different challenge altogether. And let's say there's a benefit for living in this kind of economy in Bahrain where people are a bit more relaxed, mm. at, let's say work-wise, because it's easier for you to compete than overseas. And I, I can only imagine. And you've gone through this yourself. I still find uh, Bahrain very competitive compared to Oman. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. it's so competitive. Like when I uh, moved here, I was like, it's very Americanized. The, yeah. Their work ethics, their work hours, what's required of them. Well, uh, it's not the case in you know, Oman. We were Americanized in terms of time, <laughs> in terms of punctuality. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're still very much getting paid over time. It's not a forty-hour well. work week, right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But I do, I do agree. We are very much Western. Yeah, like my husband has three diplomas, masters. He's doing his masters, bachelors, yeah. and I feel like if he had all of that in Oman, he would be at a much higher position than he is here. Okay. So here you require so many professional degrees. They yeah. don't ask you for that many there. So d- degrees in business. Yeah, they go based on your education, right. not extra professional degrees. And so regular yeah. university and masters, is, PhD. Yeah. How white are you? In my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, yeah, in in Bahrain, that's a very old school way of thinking. And Kharij Jamaa, he will get more. You know, a university graduate will get more, uh, a higher position, yeah. a higher salary, and whatever. Yeah. But uh, you know, nowadays, especially you know, I I have a very um, very passionate uh, opinions about people who study marketing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you don't need a university degree to be a good uh, yeah. uh, marketer. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to be a person with experience, street smarts, you know, how to talk. To and you're saying the most important thing these days has been work experience. That is the number one thing. It is. It is. In my opinion, if we shift towards work experience yeah. to qualify you for a job rather than a university degree, you'd see a lot of people getting more But jobs. don't you feel that's different if you have like your, your master's or you have your PhD or whatever it is you're getting on? Well, I think higher in, level I think in Bahrain specifically, it's not going to matter that much. I've I've literally had uh, a a boss that I used to work for literally tell me to my face and that no, in you getting a master's degree is not going to get you a job because you're going to be overqualified. Did, did he have a chart where he could like measure your skin? He did that after did, he told listen, me. I just make a joke because somebody showed me somebody. I I didn't believe it. I swear to God, I didn't believe it, Tiana, until somebody showed me. But they, somebody was like, mm-hmm. me, was like, oh, do you want to see a list of all the CEOs in Bahrain and the big companies? I won't mention the names of the companies or anything else, but. I swear to God, he's going through them on the internet. He's like, see this one? Uh-huh. White CEO, <laughs> white CEO, white. Uh, but I don't think you guys are saying the same thing. Ahmed is saying at some fields, you shouldn't need to study. And what you're saying is even if you study, you won't get any progress. Well, it depends on the field, no? Yeah. I mean, that's the. But regardless of the field, I feel like your degree is like a driving license. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you could be a Formula yeah. One driver without a driving license and then you're driving on the street and a cop pulls you over. Yeah, and you're still going to have to own uh, something that says 
I'm good at this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You need exactly. some kind of credentials. Because, yeah. it, because it qualifies you for a salary. That, mm-hmm. That's it. But yeah, you're saying, Matruk, you're saying nobody's actually looking at that when they really want to hire somebody. They're looking at the experience. That's what you're... No, he's saying, he's saying that's they how should. it should be. That's how it should be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they should. Yeah. And so, true. In certain, <laughs> in certain uh, uh, jobs, you need a degree. Yeah. You really do matter if you're gonna be if you're a doctor a, a doctor <laughs> yeah. uh, an engineer a pilot yeah, or whatever I, you, I you hope need so. I, I hope you do okay yes. i really hope that's you do. when it comes to business and finance and whatever mm-hmm. yeah you want yeah. the experience more well, than anything else but then some people some kids can't get the experience what do you do then yani you're young you have the qualification you've done the work you've done everything you but like in bahrain uh, there's a shortage of of jobs but there's no shortage of internships do you feel like yeah. not enough saudi not enough bahrainis work in saudi and they should Maybe. here's a good question for you guys i mean i mean i mean they i mean if if they pay for the gas why not i think bahrainis that want to work in saudi do find jobs i feel I, like I do think so i i think uh, i think a lot of them actually seek jobs outside yeah the like ones that i've seen the... they seem to find jobs quite regularly yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that they like the job they feel like it is competitive it's It's a different, obviously, task mm-hmm. to go over the, the causeway yeah. and, and do but that. I but think, I think the benefits outweigh the, you know, going over there. Because I, I know a lot of people are getting paid really decent salaries just working in Saudi. Right. Um, like, in compared to Bahrain. How, how is it as a, um, you, you said you're a computer software engineer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, historically speaking, um, you know, with Khalij, IT has been a, a male-dominated field. Yeah. And yeah. So, are there any pressures Um, to you yeah um i recently passed a few job interviews at the same place and then they decided not to hire me because i'm a woman and this is in oman not in bahrain is, is that the reason they gave you or yes it is and then what you mean like to your face like they that was um the... one of the it people there is my friend so he told me about their discussion okay, okay. and then he said well up, if you were my wife I wouldn't want you to have the same hours as me because <laughs> as a woman. <laughs> that is bold. Yeah. That is bold. What an ass. Yeah, and he was saying it as an I'm a really nice person. I'm looking out for you. Wow. Yeah, and I believe he believes that's that was what's best for me. But I knew the requirements of the job when I applied. Yeah. And also in my previous job, I I was the only female in the department. Okay. It was also weird for them. They were always. Uh, Offering to carry my things or help me with the wiring. Or Did you ever reject them? Like refuse to be like, no, just leave me Always. alone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever? <laughs> It's just so keep, mean, honestly. keep coming at her. Yeah. <laughs> no Because like, I, I don't know. I was having a discussion with, with my sister. And she was like, you know, she's, she's, uh, she's kind of feministy, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, you men, you have your egos, right? And she's like, I'd rather work in a place full of men because they'll eat each other alive and I'll just be the one quietly doing my work. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> that's true. That's how I felt when I was working there. Yeah. The men were just going at it. Who was supposed to pick up the phone? Why is this late? And I was just doing my work. It was just alpha, alpha dogging around and they're rolling yeah. across the tables. <laughs> they all want the same the promotion. Dick. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do yeah. you think that gives you an advantage over them? Like, like uh, um, did your uh, CEO or boss or whatever uh, consider you for a promotion more than he considered them? Or was it? Only if I slept with him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was very sexy. Is this, is this an actual like offer that was like on the table for you? What, what, are we joking? Yeah, about? he did make an advance. You are jo- no. Yeah, and no. I, no, that's he when didn't. I quit. Yeah. Oh, this is, oh this no. Is, this, yeah. Is, this, is, this is a this spicy is, episode. This is... Uh, <laughs> I'll do it this way. This is... This is... <laughs> 
some real life uh investigation into the darker deep yeah, some, depths some, some of yeah, his hair uh, shit yeah. right there he asked me to the cinema and he's been complaining about his wife You're for a joking. few weeks before that You're that she's bad. always busy and she goes to these lessons and for some reason he thought that was okay uh when it happened i actually had to transfer from my department yeah. to another building in a different area but the good thing is they were picking the good software engineers to move there because it's a bigger uh, right, project. Right. Yeah. And I didn't have to see him again until I asked for my resignation to move here. So oh, so, no. so in that, in that oh, sense, wow. you were recognized for your efforts. Yeah, I was. To the, to and you were department. lucky enough yeah. to get away from him for a while until you had to what, submit your own resignation to him? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, would you have been able to report him? Somehow? Yeah. The, no. This is the real question. How, how often does this happen? And how can, how do people actually report this? Very in often. I'm not surprised. I w- yeah. I'm honestly oh, yeah. not surprised to hear this. Especially yet. in government. Is it really in, in really hushed tones this whole uh, workplace harassment and in, 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 in the West, it's very much publicized. No, obviously yeah. it's it's a bigger story there, yeah, and it's a different kind of environment. The people are very much publicized. Yeah, but there's also a legal framework for it. There's mm. a whole thing with HR. There's, there's a whole aspect it's to it not that's not being that. applied here. I, I think they're not afraid of getting blamed or getting their reputation tainted like yeah. it is here. Like this person, the daughter of this person from this family got right. asked out or harassed or touched or whatever and it's not handled internally yeah yeah that's Mm -hmm. definitely been an obvious issue that you don't have a lot of transparency and you don't have avenues for people to communicate the problem in the first place so how are you going to have even people coming forward now the the question i want to ask about that is what uh, is there another thing that plays a part in why that happens like do you actually see for example women that allow it to happen or are complicit they're they're kind of like going on with it uh, going along with it or uh, making it seem like that, that that's okay and you would probably stand and say no and mm-hmm. stop somebody mm-hmm. but somebody else would be like oh that's fine that's how they are think of it the same way it happens in the movie industry right. you're really powerless even if it was the other way around if it was a male employee and a female boss right. it's very difficult to say no if you want to advance in your career and people can't think long term that i'm gonna have this thing haunt me and believe myself that i'm not worthy of the job yeah. i only got yeah. it because of this thing it has way more repercussions than saying no but the issue is when you can't report this behavior there is nothing stopping them yeah the, there's a uh, you said when a when a woman is is the boss mm-hmm. uh, when the roles are reversed guys mm-hmm. get really really frustrated another boss is a really? woman yeah. Yeah. yeah they always call them bitchy always oh, wow. yeah i had a very interesting uh, i read a very interesting article that says even women prefer to have male bosses. Yeah, that's true. It's just uh, yeah. it's a very... Because we're taught to compete with each other. Mm-hmm. And then as a woman in a typically male role, she might have to be tougher just to be taken seriously. So yeah, yeah they might be bitchy. But it's because of the environment. It's but, not but who they are. Don't you think you know? Don't you think it's, it applies to males as well in the workplace mm-hmm. for them to be tough? Mm. to get yeah. into like a well this is the thing Ma- males are more likely to fight for something when they want to be competitive about it and we are kind of like disciplined at a younger age to want to fight for what we want yeah but it's expected of them yes so, so it's okay now here's the question do you feel like women could stand to be more assertive in the workplace or is it just that the environment doesn't allow for it and the environment should allow first and then women come into the the assertion yani um i think it's like a an egg and chicken situation okay. yeah right. if you are more assertive it will be normalized if the environment helps it you won't have to be 
that assertive to get your way. Right. I think we're just seen as, I don't know, pawns that you can move this person here and this is what's going to happen and you're supposed to look pretty and smile. Like you're not the main player in your life. You're more like an accessory to already an existing environment. Yeah, Yeah. you're always a side character. Yeah, to play a role, a specific role. An NPC. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody um, else's video game. So uh, you you handed in your resignation Mm -hmm. to move to Bahrain. Now Mm -hmm. you're in Bahrain. Did he try like one last time? He's like, oh, my wife, she's so into these violin (laughs) lessons. Please, you don't understand these violin lessons. No, man. And I was so nice to everyone. I used to get everyone like cookies in the morning and stuff. And I think he thought I was flirting. Of course, like you know. look all yeah, around like you. All Everyone you. around you has a cookie as well, and that's not oh. a, they, it's a literal <laughs> you know, Arab, cookie. Arab men, it's so Arabic. Arab yeah. men are the worst at, at knowing it's when inside. a girl is flirting or not. Right? Well, like, yeah. Yeah. It's such well, a, I mean, it's such a difficult situation, and it'll go on forever as long it's as it's as it'll go on for as far as their ego can come up with mm-hmm. more imaginary situations mm-hmm. that could become reality. <laughs> there's, there's actually, there's actually a, a, a funny situation. My friend was with his his friend. They're, they're studying in, in the UK, uh-huh. and um, you know how in the UK they're like, "Hi, love, how's it going, love?" Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy, this guy, his friend, you know, Shway, and he, he's a bit mm. backwards. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. So he goes. That's a good way of putting he, it. He, go, he goes into like the supermarket, and the cashier says, "All right, bye, love." Uh-oh. He freaks out. He goes mm-hmm. to his friend. He's like, "Hook." Gladly love. Gladly love. I was like, he was telling me the story. I was, my eyes were wide open. I was like, is this guy really stupid? You know what I'm imagining? I'm imagining a little kid like this guy at 12 opening the dictionary to yeah. read what sex means. Like that, they exactly. look for that word. You know, it's this idea of a really backwards person. Wait, you'd be surprised of how many times I heard that story of like Bahrainers, specifically Bahrainers going to the yeah. UK and that's and a, because people are just so over, they're, they're nice people, to each exactly. other there in general. Like, men and women well people are just generally more open with each other and yeah. they're so used to each other that it's not it doesn't yeah. feel that special and weird mm-hmm. and in some aspects you could say in some old school maybe like poetic uh, li- literary kind of way oh it's more romantic that the man mm-hmm. is experiencing you know ex- like this relationship with women for the first time and it's mm-hmm. all it's all about this like uni- unique thing but for westerners because it's such an everyday thing yeah, such a normal cool. encounter yani mm. you'll find hugging that's normal you'll mm-hmm. find like introductions that are more intimate that are normal the, Th- there, there are men here who refuse to hug a woman yeah that's yeah. that's the one i was trying to and, talk and, about and, on the radio and and and, mm-hmm. and by the same uh, logic there are women here who refuse to shake hands with yeah, men yeah i was just gonna say yeah. that Which mm-hmm. is, and i think that's what kept a lot of men uh, not hugging allowing women the, not allowing the sims to even <laughs> yeah. shake Hands. Because yeah. you don't want to be the creepy guy. Yeah. No, no, hold, hold on. I have to ask you as the because we haven't had a woman on the show for a very long time. I have to ask you this question. I've asked it recently on the radio about mm-hmm. awkward situations between when, men and women, mm-hmm. especially when you don't know if you're supposed to shake hands, yeah. if you're supposed to kiss on the cheek, or you're supposed to hug. Whatever introduction you do. Now I say that it's the woman's responsibility to initiate, to initiate yes. and yeah. let you yeah. know yes. what's yeah. appropriate, what's not. Yeah. And I've had women disagree with me. I've had men disagree with me. I've had women agree with me. Mm. Where, where Uh, I believe women should initiate if it's a regular situation but a funny story happened to me Um, so I've known these guys for about two years (laughs) and we just got really close so when I came back from the US I was supposed to say hi to one of them and I texted him beforehand I'm like so do you hug or don't you (laughs) wow that is that is another level (laughs) yeah because I don't want to like I'm gonna he knows I'm gonna shake his hand oh yeah I I knew you didn't have to tell me (laughs) sorry sorry so yeah 
uh, I asked him while he was on his way to say hi. Yeah. So do you hug? Because I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Could you fill out the survey, please? <laughs> yes. How to interact with Khaliji women. That's good, no, though. I mean, it'll be interesting yeah. if a lot of other women did that. Uh, <laughs> should women have like a profile? Like, you know, should we have like a normal the, the, social profile that says that? Like for Instagram? I hug. <laughs> like hug, no hug, hug touch, hug, no. salute. If you want to <laughs> salute, we're okay with saluting. I, I, th- I, think, I think this problem only exists in the GCC. What do you mean? For example, in Lebanon, standard procedure is three kisses on the cheek yeah with women yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. that's because they're and, culturally and, and, french in morocco it's two kisses also okay. culturally french and, it's not and, the and same the, thing in the states it's hugging no not necessarily no <laughs> no yeah, yeah no not necessarily well yeah yeah uk and us you'd you'd most likely find people in the us that would say yes to a hug that's for mm-hmm. sure but okay. it's not expected obviously i not everybody is just a hugger so like a handshake is, is a what do you, you, you meet the first yeah a handshake the is the most common okay, thing okay, yeah, okay, yeah, fair yeah, but i think it's changing in bahrain slowly what do you mean like uh, especially when it comes to handshakes between mm-hmm. men and women? Men and women. I, I personally, know, from personal experience, I thought, I think it's becoming much easier well, to... I feel like it's embarrassing forward. for a woman to like, ra- like try to go for a handshake with a guy. And then the guy kind of says the kind of no. Like, or or he me. does the heart thing. Oh, yeah, 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 hand yeah. to the, hand oh to the heart. It does. It does. That is, That's embarrassing. The, the problem that is, is that... That is ha- bullshit. But, lahda, hold up. We, we, it's also embarrassing for us if we mm-hmm. if we give the hand and we're trying to shake. That's why you wait for the lady to initiate. Because also we... Like there's the added risk of like I'm the man I could be assaulting you sexually mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. and Especially I don't want to be yeah. yeah I don't want to be involved with that yeah whilst for the woman I feel it's just embarrassing that the guy, you're like oh really okay fine I and it was my cousin like he suddenly turned religious oh <laughs> like, between two Eids. that is the most common one that ever happens <laughs> that is that's the one I hear about when when yeah. women are describing to me mm-hmm. that somebody that they're trying to shake hands with and then suddenly they go yeah, no someone or, have shook his hand before and mm-hmm. and then suddenly yeah, I feel like yeah. it's very awkward when it comes to cousins like especially from i think my my dad's side of the family more hey. mm-hmm. like i remember growing up with them and you know just playing around in the streets it, and everything and then suddenly i don't even have i can't even shake their yes, hands yeah, is yes, it when they weird, reach a certain right? age right they so reach a certain weird. age you can't do it it's, it's like it's yeah. such a new like, reality like, to you like, it's like you're my sister wait, wait <laughs> what, what, what are you guys saying like this whole time we were in this whole zone we're all the same and, and now we're not, we're not. <laughs> no suddenly <laughs> you're a husband prospect before oh, that well. your brother it's so weird no, like yeah. I, I hate I hate this bullshit of you know uh, cousins and whatever like Stop يعني interbreeding, Yanni. Is that what you're saying? If you've interacted with these people since you were a kid and I don't look at you that way, يعني, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, sure, there are scenarios where, you know, they grow up together and then eventually they get That's married. That's what I was going to no. say. You never know. In, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, with, with the world opening up and, and mm-hmm. the internet and the World Wide Web and, yeah. and all that. Uh, guys are, are so I'll are, say are, are, right are, now stop spreading genetic defects yes. <laughs> yes. I completely agree with but you that's the world so. around you guys you're like the world is growing and it's growing around you it's opening up yeah. around you that's not everyone's experience of course true no, yeah. that's true, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to expect everyone to be like us because that's the proper way of proceeding through life you can't just live in a that's bubble. That's so self-centered. I'm just saying. Okay, yeah. but, just, but you're, you know, you're just, pretty self-centered. Yeah, right someone now, else is saying that you should be living to their walk level because yeah. you're not enlightened enough. Well, well no, it's, not, it's not about enlightenment. You, it's, you about, it's, about, it's about it's about being. Yeah, it's about breaking the shell, mm-hmm. yeah. getting out of that shell, and uh, you can't be close-minded your whole what life. What if you don't know you're in a shell? 
That's a good one. How do you break like, out of something I, I, you can't see? I have to agree with her on this one. And I'm not as a joke. As real. Honestly, I, when I was in Saudi, I know not a lot of people that might be considered in a bubble or in a shell. Uh-huh. And they're the nicest, most polite people you'll meet. Uh-huh. They're very driven. They know what they want. They don't understand the world. They don't. They, they just Your reality doesn't come into play. But their choices and the way they live are just as legitimate, unfortunately, um, if you want to have a, like a like, real interaction. Like there's, it's, um, it's disturbing to know that there are people living in Bahrain who um, get a culture shock when they leave their house. Yeah, what? They, they go, no, this, this you're, now you're being out. No, no, I, I, I know exactly what he's talking about. What are you about? talking about? What um, you, can, do you want to go for it? Go for it. Well, I, don't give me like some weird psychological like oh, anomaly, no, no. like I, some guy have, that doesn't leave his room. I'll give something. you a very basic example. I have cousins who are so sort of enclosed in their own communities. Okay. They barely like the the furthest they're gonna go is like somewhere in city center or the avenues. Okay. So when they hear about people who are more open minded in Bahrain. It's just does not register to them. So to them, these are, these people are like infidels and evil and some what that do you kind mean? of thing. Like so yeah, go ahead. Go you're ahead. you're, you have, you're yeah. describing bunker cultists. Yeah, you, have, so you, have, you have to understand one thing about Bahrainis is that historically we're just we're, uh, Bahrain is a bunch of villages. Okay, yeah. Okay, there's a lot of mm-hmm. villages, and 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 the village mentality has not escaped some some you know, villages. Okay. Yani, you know, they they stay within within their uh, area. Yeah. yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, they stay within their area. But when they, um, the, I hear people talking about Maharag, like Maharag, like Methan Aish Fi Beni Jamra of Libdaya or whatever, mm-hmm. and he talks about Maharag like it's a whole another country. Yeah, like, oh, yeah God, I noticed that. That, was, that was part of my culture shock. <laughs> like, if you would get the free housing from the government, they'd still want it in their area. What Medina Hamad? No way! Exactly. Like, oh yeah, what? yeah, exactly. See, like that. you're refusing free housing and making an issue out of it just because it's not in your area, but quote unquote. <laughs> like, see, see, all of Bahrain is one area. So that's what I mean when I say there are people in Bahrain who get culture shock. Yeah, Bahrains. yeah. That's really weird to me. The the whole idea that that can be that isolated, but I I'll believe it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised Sla- at this Sla- point. Sla- I I still but have I this culture so. shock every time I leave the house, but it's the other way around. Is, uh, how, how was how <laughs> how, are, how did the, how did it hit you the culture shock in Bahrain? Um. Okay. So <laughs> started with a really funny story. The first day I came here, my husband's like. He wasn't my husband at the time. I was like, I'll take you out for breakfast. Right. So we're passing by and I'm like, a moosh. <laughs> He was like, mawash. Mawash. I just read it, amush. So anyways, while we were there, he's looking all like conspicuous and happy with himself. He's like, try this mahiawa. It's it's really good. Like, what is it? He's like, just try it. And and he looked so proud of himself for like messing with me. Anyways, I tried it. I'm like, um, it's a little salty. And he goes, it's fish juice. <laughs> is it considered fish, fish juice? No, no, it's is not. It it's like fish paste. Dried right? fish. It, yeah, it's dried yeah. fish paste. But that's how he explained it. Sorry, I interrupted fish you. Fish juice. Yeah. And then a guy passes by with a falcon in his what? car. Yeah. Oh, outside. Yes, yeah, okay. outside. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? And that was my first. It's impression like I'm eating of fish Bahrain. for breakfast and there's a guy with a falcon. With a falcon. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, fish for breakfast, not that uncommon. Let me let me just put it. But Obviously. I was shook. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that, that that's considered like a, a very weird first experience of coming back yeah. here. But Yani, where did you grow up specifically? Muscat. In, in Muscat, right? Yeah. So how many years did you live there compared to everywhere else? Um, most of my life. I've only been out for maybe 
I think if I accumulate my years out, there might be three or four of traveling. Three or four of travel on your own. And the rest of your family is well-traveled? You said your, your yeah, sisters. Yeah, they are, they're all well-traveled. My dad studied abroad as well. Uh, my mom traveled for work. Right, so you it do have normal. a... normal. Yeah, you have yeah. like a normal upbringing as a child where yeah. you were traveling as well, going around yeah, yeah. the same... So way, I yeah. think I'd, if I went to the villages or Qaraz in Oman, I would have the same culture shock. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, I forget that not everyone thinks the way we think because we're surrounded by the same kinds of people. Yeah. But Oman, Oman is, a, is a big country compared to Bahrain. Yeah. You know, for, mm. it's a big it country makes sense. So it's spread yeah. out. For, it makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Bahrain, it's, it's shocking. It is shocking. Now, I want to settle one debate between Bahrain and Oman. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Bahraini halwa or Omani halwa? Oh. Bahraini halwa, man. Sorry. Age old. Age I old like Bahraini because it has more nuts. Um, right, my okay. husband likes Amani sure. though. I think you the the grass is greener <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. I think I prefer Amani as well. Really? I'm not sure why, but there's no specific. What reason. about you, Matro? Uh, Bahraini, definitely. Oh, thanks, man. Bahraini, definitely. <laughs> nice one, man. Yeah. I was gonna say, do you think this rivalry has continued any since ancient times? Because you guys know Bahrain and Oman are both one of the oldest cultures yeah. around yeah. And in And I think region. it's the same recipe, obviously. Yeah. You just have different additives. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Always been multicultural, <laughs> always di- like diverse as far as the countries involved in these different bad places. And Oman used to have an empire, bro. Yeah. yeah. Oman, yeah. I, th- I think Oman for a period of time yeah. moved Bahrain. Yeah. Did they? No. no they were the most didn't. parts they, of Africa and uh, other... Yeah. Africa and uh, the GCC, yeah. but not Bahrain. Al Habash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Ethiopians. Yeah. Is it, was it Ethiopians? Ethiopians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. What's it called? The Habash Empire. What's empire in Arabic? Empire. Embratoria. Embratoria. Something like that. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Habashia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it? And, and, uh, but you know, you know, you know something about about Oman. Um, a lot of Omanis that they're not very well versed in Arabic. What do you mean? In Arabic. Yeah, you, like, you're offending my Omani friend. No, I'm, I am not. I'm not. Offe- I think you're yeah, talking about Zanzibaris. Yeah, 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 yeah that's what you're talking about. Yeah, and Z- those are people who who are still moving or moving recently to Oman. We don't have the issue of them not being Omanis. We consider them as Omanis. So but immigrants? Not really, because Oman ruled uh, parts of Tanzania. Yeah, and they helped us free Oman when we. I don't remember what year it was. I mean, excuse my ignorance. I'm not very yeah. well versed in, in the history no, of Oman. but we're assuming okay. 1800s. So, yeah. Oman has um, people from different areas. So, we have Belushis from Belushistan and, I think, a part of Iran. We have, um, uh, I forgot, Lawati, okay. who are the Shia in Oman. Right. And we have Zanjibaris, uh, who, like you said, speak Swahili. And we have Omanis, which when the dam of I think Aden broke or something. Okay. They moved yeah. to Oman. So this was before everyone else. And I, I think we're very Be- because the reason the reason I said uh, well not well versed in, in mm-hmm. Arabic because I had an interaction with Armani pilots. Yeah. And uh, I, I was ta- yeah I was like Armani you know bakelbe in Arabic and we talked a bit Arabic but he was not talking to me in Arabic. He was talking to me in in English. He was probably Zanjibari. Probably. And it's. Uh, common for them to just live there and when they grow up and look for jobs they look for them so, in Oman. but are you saying the relationship is actually at a like um like is it at a foreign policy level like this is an agreement between the, the no two countries, i think or it's, or it's you know? just chill so someone would come from zanjibar and they can prove that their cousin is in oman or their ancestors are in oman okay and they can live there but and then after a while they're 
I, I love that this it's just the, the declaration from immigration. It's just yeah. chill. The my, status my, is... My cousin's right here. Just, I can... <laughs> he's like walking as, hey, man. Is, is it like naturalization? That's what I'm asking. Like, is, it, is there an actual like uh, process foreign policy-wise? Is there something like you apply for immigration status-wise? Or is it just that if they come in in the country and they can prove they have a relationship with somebody there, they can live indefinitely? Ancestry, not just... Okay. So, so my is... grandfather was Omani. Yeah. Okay. Th- this is the record. So there is like paperwork that yeah, they have to and, fill in. Yeah. Um, I a... thought they just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do allow them to just show up and live there for a while. You don't have to be Omani to live in Oman. <laughs> this is like the, this is what we should be sending the states about their Mexican problem. They just just show up. They're here. <laughs> so uh, uh, you said you worked for two years in. Uh, you said government. Yeah. Um, yeah. More specifically. Yes. I work. Can you get into the... this? And, and okay, can we? <laughs> this yeah. is the really interesting part, guys, that I want to get into. So yeah, I don't. How, uh, what's the limitation here? What when can we... I uh, gave out my resignation, they told me not to mention it. And I'm not supposed to say where I worked in other countries. Okay. So don't bring yeah. up that then. Yeah. Now, okay. I want to I want to make sure because this is interesting content for mm-hmm. us to have, guys. So let's make sure we get it on a very safe level. <laughs> <laughs> Privacy speaking, right? So we'll get into your, your background and what mm-hmm. you do specifically as your job description and, mm-hmm. and how it was like there. And then we'll get into the satellite. This is a very Bob Lazar moment. Yeah, yeah this is a very Bob Lazar moment, right? <laughs> so explain to us this occupation specifically and how it ties into your software engineering. I was just a developer for their website. So what they wanted to do is offer services to the employees. Mm-hmm. So you'd have the internet and then the internal network, and they were separated. Uh, they want to have a portal for the employees to check their salaries, uh, apply for leaves, basically like an HR system, but right. it had to be in-house. So we were, that was the project you're supposed to develop it. So each one of the team members would write part of the code. And I was responsible for the driving license. Licenses. Okay, all right. <laughs> So not as in depth into the weird alien projects I was hoping you were into. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was I was I was hoping for an Area Fifty Two or something like that. It's like the Amani version. Have you have you ever heard of anybody talking about aliens? Um, in Oman. Yeah. No, they Never. talk about Jinn. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, how, what can, same how can you thing. tell the difference? Yeah. yeah. How would you? Yeah. Like otherworldly sp- creatures. Basically. Yeah, who's uh, to say if, if Jinn are not otherworldly? They're supposed to be. What is it? I well, maybe they're... maybe aliens are actually interdimensional. Like they're in the same world we live in. What's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the thing called in, in Stranger Things? The, 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 the demogorgon. Down, the down yeah. below. Yeah, the upside down. The upside down. down. That's yeah. Jinn, right? They're supposed to be like yes, living in an yes. upside down yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. that's the idea of them. Yeah. That's a nice fucking Stranger Things stealing shit from us. Well done. It's actually not. It's D and D takes the reference from actual like culture yeah D&D yeah, taking yeah. reference it, it all roots back to Arabs okay yeah it is actually yeah, because a- Arab moment right G- <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing in, the, in that you find jinn and all these other monsters in the thing so that they're yeah like ghosts yeah like different versions of them anyway so yeah they talk so about what I'm saying is into you you worked in the field I... of government and specifically in a defense uh, field now mm-hmm. was this was this a branch of government where you could say that people would be chasing in the air <laughs> no, unidentified but, objects? No, Isn't but it? I personally believe there are aliens. You think there are? Yeah. I think uh, the world is, the universe is too big for us to be the only ones. Do you think the aliens are jinn? No. No. You think they're two separate ones? I never said I think jinn are real. <laughs> but, okay, interesting. <laughs> do, do, you th- do you believe in... Uh, we were visited by aliens in, in on Earth, or I think it's possible. 
Yeah, I think it is possible. Uh, maybe we are the aliens. Well, that's that's uh, one of my yeah. own favorite. There's ones. a there's a there's a huge uh, <coughs> debate uh, saying that you know human life started out in Mars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a there's uh, a, there's some like I I wouldn't say Mars. I think somewhere further. Did you, no, it was you Mars. There's an interesting uh, Lawrence. You know Lawrence Krauss. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was yeah, talking yeah. about yeah. this, and uh, yeah. you know if if they actually if you wanted to check that theory you'd have to go to the north pole yeah because mm-hmm. there might have been uh, some residue from well, mars some people are saying maybe there, there was a private uh, previous civilization before this one like thousands of years ago and that's why when they found the site in gobekli tepe they're mm-hmm. like oh it could mm-hmm. be older could oh be that was uh, graham hancock yeah, 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 yeah it's, exactly. it's, it's funny because the mars theory came like one of the explanations that you know a human suffer from back pain why lower back pain because they're, they're, because they're not used to the gravity of earth yeah, yeah. we're actually mars. from mars bro like, what would you do if you found, dude, what, but what would you do if you found that that was real like our ancient arab culture everything that we know how like would our, you find that it's real there like, are theories but no but i mean like what if they find like a ship like you let's assume you're you're a, 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 a pollinating species of uh-huh. human that exists throughout the galaxy you've colonated mars uh-huh. as a as a different individual colony and then your colony goes to shit you die everything goes bad and then you have to leave uh-huh. your find yourself on earth what if you find the relic like the of an proof. ancient yeah. yeah yeah like ancient mothership i don't think they would believe it the, it's the site like Earth. you find a wreck yeah, an actual yeah. wreck of a yeah, ship a mothership of well, humanity they, they wouldn't believe it. there is some kind of a simple solution to this like uh, Dawkins was talking about this he said if if there is some kind of evidence that for example yeah um, we uh, like we came from Mars or we found some evidence on Mars yeah then that just means that it's contagious what you do you know, mean? Like humanity's that, contagious? That uh, DNA itself is contagious, but, 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 and we but, might have been just oh, spread out. But, but, okay. you know, they, they, you know, the universe is, is 13.8 billion years old, right? Yeah. And then, and you 14.4. Was is it 14.4? Well, whatever, you know. Yes. In <laughs> <and>, <laughs> hindsight, point point whatever billion years is nothing. Anyways, so what I'm trying to say is polytechnic. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why they put in foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. It's not talking about your yeah, future in college. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there, there's not going to be evidence of human life in a billion or two billion years because you know what they say, right? The sun is ex- eventually going to expand yeah. to sixty yeah. percent of its mass, mm-hmm. and its luminosity <laughs> is going to hit Earth, and it's going to wipe everything on Earth. Okay, fat Earth is just going to be like Venus or whatever. Fat. If there is a, a colony of you know a fifth dimensional. Uh, human beings <laughs> nobody's whatever. saying that though nobody's saying you, you know what i mean yeah. if there is a, a colony of, of uh, alien yeah. life yeah and they look towards the solar system at that time yeah after earth is wiped out they're gonna be like okay there's no there's nothing there, there. Well, what do you mean there's nothing there's radio signals there's, there's no what he's saying if they looked if they didn't look because of the time difference because of light here so if they didn't look when to, it was happening. To the Earth, exactly at this moment, then yeah. they wouldn't see anything. They wouldn't basically. see it exploding. Mm-hmm. Just like no, they wouldn't see any see evidence. No, not exploding. Or... Let's say you're you're an alien. Okay, yeah. you're just you're just riding around the galaxy. Oh, but see, that's in, the, in, in a billion or two billion years hold time. Hold up, that's not the the most common prevalent theory, though. The, the most common theories about how alien life would be like if we discovered it in the universe would be like they've existed for billions of years. Mm. So, mathematically speaking, there should be a lot more alien encounters mm. than we know. Mm. So you should be seeing a lot of traffic out there if they've existed for billions of years now one of the things is they've actually accounted for the amount of time that the universe has had for all of the the things we have right now Mm -hmm. to develop they're saying if there was one empire one race that managed to develop tech 
not so different from the one we have right now. So technologically speaking, mm-hmm. they could fill the galaxy and every solar system with a star with a probe. That could feasibly have happened in a certain amount of time before we even came to be as humans. Mm. So there is this idea that there could be these satellites out there, these probes that exist in every solar system, and they're kind of being waited, waiting to fa- be found out. It's a book that uh, the guy that did 2001 Space Odyssey, what's his name? Um, um, Stanley Kubrick. Arthur C. Clarke. Arthur, uh, yeah, Arthur C. Clarke is the, the guy the who wrote, guy the, wrote book, the book. And, then and Stanley, Stanley Kubrick did the movie. movie based on it. And that's the idea that this thing, this monolith structure mm-hmm. exists. And it's just waiting to reach out and contact us. But it's not going to. It's programmed based off of a certain criteria. Mm-hmm. If you hit yeah. maybe this technological but, level, but, whatever. But, you know, yani, uh, Bahraini you know, street the, women <laughs> better. I don't know. Some... <laughs> The, 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 uh, They're still violating HR protocols in Bahrain. Should we uh, communicate? Not yet. Wait another 3,000 years. Another million years. <laughs> you know how they say that the speed of light is the speed limit of the universe, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And I was uh, watching a documentary. Who says that? Einstein. Physics. <laughs> Physics. <laughs> no, he's right. I mean, there, well, okay. Because qu- it doesn't qu- have any... As yeah. far as we know. As far as yeah. we know, as far as we know, then, right? Uh, the, uh, there's a, a documentary I watched about black holes. There's a huge black hole that sort of formed, and it let out all these gravitational waves. Are you talking about the giant whatever. ones at the center of the, the galaxy? Not the center of the galaxy. It was billions and billions of light years away. Oh, okay. And the, its gravitational waves reached Earth like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where they sense yeah, yeah. gravity. Well, yeah, that's and that's how they got the the uh, the theory that the gravity is, their waves. is our waves. Yeah. No. Yeah. And yeah. that's the whole idea is that uh, there's this theory where I think two black holes can actually collide. Like yeah. from yeah. two different... Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like two different galaxies will eventually collide. Because they're being pushed towards each other. And, and one of them is they faster. Space. Yeah. yeah. We're actually on a crash course uh, with the, the Andromeda galaxy. Yeah, we are. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Andromeda. the Andromeda. I love, I love that you threw that in. Like the more you know, in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, seriously, like people. Mock but no, that's me. people the, mock no, me for I, not I, I, shit I know, space, I noticed that do. you know you're stuff. Just, so I'm you're impressed. smart. I'm you're, impressed. You're, you're smart now. Just, I'm giving you credit. Yeah, here. I just don't yeah. remember things. It's I don't process information it's very just well. The first Same. time we're actually okay. admitting it on the podcast that you did something. You know, I watch stuff. I just don't don't absorb information. Zane. All right, so uh, we've established and now we're a part of a greater galaxy and there's life out there and probably... Do you guys believe that there is life out there? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm, Whether it contacts us or not, I think that's a I would, I would be. I would be very surprised if there wasn't. Mathematically yeah. speaking, yeah, the odds, mathematically yeah. speaking, there's what are they a odds? huge mm. chance. Mm. And you know how they say like something, oh, it's a one in a 10 billion chance. That's still a lot. Given enough, given, given, given yeah. enough time. Yeah. But it you, has to happen like you know the projected expectation at the moment from SETI and other uh, I think it was institutions are saying that they expect to, to find proof of alien signals within the next 20, 20 years that will be alive like I mean you finally see oh really that's yeah that's the expectations like within the next 20 years the technology will be have developed mm-hmm. further enough or far enough to actually be able to detect whatever signals could be out there that prove and you know, there's interstellar travel Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just I slightly had Novocaine in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, you know, aliens and, and whatever, yeah. Yeah. What, what up? What up with this Area Fifty One storm? <laughs> I was waiting for someone. <laughs> some people should do this from here. We, we should. Yani, would you like? I don't know if you've worked on a military base. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at Wad right now, asking her this question. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming if you have. 
how smart do you think it is for people to just say like, hey, Facebook group, 500,000 people, event in September, we're going to rush a military base to Not find smart. out. <laughs> Not smart. Because I noticed countries put their like national, what's their national security above mm. everything else, above people's lives. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's funny because like even if it happens mm-hmm. and people yeah. do go and storm out air, they're going to get just, massacred. Just to explain to... Just to frame it to people that are listening that don't know this, there is an actual Facebook event, mm-hmm. just going to frame this co- conversation, an actual Facebook event with 500,000 people signed up to it. More in now. September, even more now apparently, I didn't even check this, but for, in September they will rush Area 51, which is an actual military base that conducts uh, uh, tests on secret uh, programs and flight and aerospace yes. and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with Bob Lazar's S4 with yeah, aliens in it. Nothing to do with yeah. different <laughs> facility. But don't you think that there's a coincidence there where the Bob Lazar documentary sort of came out around the well, same no, time? No, they, they say that's the reason. Oh, okay. People yeah. Are, yeah, that's, oh, really? the, that's what that. Joe Rogan went out on Instagram and I have the quote here somewhere on my phone oh, where okay, he okay. says to people, don't do this. Because he made an interview with him and then uh, yes. this happened all the time. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, and I want to show you this thing. This is hilarious. Uh, where we go where we go here we go Joe Rogan on his Instagram he says I have to comment on this storm area 51 thing I do understand it was started as a joke by someone but there are a number of people who are actually planning on showing up this is a misguided idea (laughs) area 51 is a classified research base there are no aliens or alien technology located there (laughs) he's so sure about it he's so sure he wants to cover his bases legally man yeah yeah Yeah. he's doing the right thing the only place there was ever any alien technology was apparently at. he says actually it was at site s4 so he's not even even saying apparently He's yeah, he's, he's very sure of that statement. Yeah, he's sure of that one. Mm. South of Area 51 So proper. if you're going to storm something, go to S4 yeah, Area 51. <laughs> yeah, but he's saying that was, that was 30 years ago. S4 may have moved decades ago, or it's possible it's no longer being yeah. used for the project. I do not support this movement in any way. The last time someone tried to get into Area 51, he was shot. Look, best man, I mean, and, 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 and if people actually storm it, and they, they will shoot them. Yeah. They I will don't shoot think them. they can shoot that many people. But honestly, no, they, honestly, that's what the event says, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. It actually like, says that all commit yeah. It literally, literally says storm hashtag storm area fifty one. They can't, can't sh- shoot. get all of us. Like they can't shoot. I think two. they'll use power, but not deadly power. Honestly, I I think especially when it comes to you know social media, I think a lot of people are full of shit. So uh, do you no really think do you really think that a million people are going to show up? To nah. How many do you think would actually show up? Like obviously not a million. Probably ten thousand. <laughs> you think ten thousand? Do you know how many ten thousand people are? It's a lot. Yeah, it's like but a, if but there are that many people who signed up. But have you have you heard of have you heard of about the there, there's like this little uh, uh, report? I think it was I don't know if it was BBC or some some uh, newscast uh, yeah. and. Uh, they're doing interviews with uh, those uh, business owners that are around that area that have like bars and uh-huh. uh, like shops and whatever, like mm. you know the ones that are like alien themed, yeah, yeah, and yeah. some sort. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna invite people over, <laughs> and we're gonna have parties <laughs> and all of that. So it's just it's hilarious that they're actually accommodating the accommodating these people and all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. This, um, <laughs> Sorry, you guys are distracting me with that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm looking at the time and letting him know what, it's, what it's, we're at. It's funny because, like, even if they shoot people, they have a right to do it. 
Yeah. Yeah, there are warnings. But if 10,000 people show up, you're not going to be able to shoot them. You're going to have to bomb that place. Yeah, but but that'll be considered genocide at that point. Yeah, it? that's how I feel. I would just get the alien. If they have the alien spacecraft, I'll just get it out. Yeah. And exactly. then I'd, like, I'll do a flyby and take them in the other direction. But, yeah, but, like they just, want, they just want evidence. Like if you just did that, <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, yeah, okay, we just go home, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've true. seen enough. That's it. Guys, do you think the story is going to be relevant when you air this? Yeah. Hopefully. We'll get this out before September. For sure. <laughs> well, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I can get it before September. Before September. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Right. So uh, we went off track here for a, a very long conversation about aliens and bases. Number and, three. <laughs> yeah. And we did get into this uh, topic because you did work for uh, the government mm-hmm. in a field that is probably defense related. Yeah. I'm trying to get as... <laughs> I'm just trying to sit as tiptoey as distant away uh, from the conversation. I was just an IT for defense. That's yeah, you were IT yeah. for defense. Now, the question is, you mentioned this earlier in the show mm-hmm. uh, about IT and working in the job that you're working in right now. Yeah. Uh, you felt like there were people that might have given you the job with you not knowing whether you earned it or not, right? Whether you were qualified for the job. Do you feel like that's much more difficult in your specific occupation? Sorry, up occupation or is it easier because you know in it you know what you're good at you know exactly what you're supposed to do and whether you're doing a good job and a bad one uh i think with it employers just need to take a risk every time because regardless of what i studied or what programming languages i know in six months they won't be relevant yeah so there's always a learning curve at any new position especially when it comes to it so it's a so basically your career is a constant exam. This is the yes. thing I always it's feel. It's a constant fresh graduate feel. This okay. is the question because I know people that I'm working with right now that are mm-hmm. in the same field as you, mm-hmm. and they constantly are learning new languages to code yeah. in and, and do other things. And I feel like that is a constant game for them that maybe doesn't exist in any other job, yeah. any other field, except medicine. <laughs> yeah, except medicine, exactly. Yeah. But it's the same well, reasons because and of aviation tech and yeah. So is it no? Not as yeah. often. No. No. no, aviation. No, it doesn't. It doesn't change. Up, it doesn't change up hours. As, as much. Yeah, you're keeping up hours, much, but but you do get tested all the time. Some new technology. Yeah, bad. yeah, but that's different. This is very they can they can go out of date very quickly. Mm-hmm. They can yeah. be irrelevant very quickly. Mm-hmm. So the job itself has a level of pressure attached to it from the get go. Yeah. Do you feel like that is a manageable thing that you are able to pull off in this kind of a field, and you know where your skill set is at, or do you always question your skills, question your capability? I do always question my skills. Uh, I haven't been working since i moved here i'm doing my master's in yeah. the same field and i feel because it's more research i'm scared of going into job interviews and not knowing what i'm gonna say okay is it um how powerful do you feel knowing all these languages knowing how computer systems work computer software because like telecomputer engineers are, are yani, in the states at least they're one of the highest paid uh, mm. uh, jobs and uh, you know like uh, shows like uh, what's his name iRobot 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 is the vast power that, that you know computer people have you know the hacking and whatever yeah is yeah it, especially it? with the artificial intelligence same. it's really nice when Everyone's scared of technology that you understand what's happening. <laughs> okay. Or even when you get an error page on your browser. Yeah. It's nice that I know exactly where that code is written. Right. Without mm. looking at it. Do you um 
do you uh, is there any indication that we're going to start working with <coughs> quantum computers anytime soon before we get into this right i want to i feel like this is an avenue of a lot it's, of theory it's, it's, it's gonna happen soon though. it is it is i want to get us to that i want to get us to that before i want to get into that i said i wanted to ask you about um what, what, what sorry what were we just saying i lost it I lost um, what were we just saying I need before. to be since you lost it. You're, uh, we're talking about uh, her knowing the language of computers. Yes. Break? Hey, do All right, okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to take a short break. All right, we're back into it. After a short break, everybody's managed to relieve themselves of <laughs> all the pressure. Did you? <laughs> I, I just mentally. I, I, okay. I sent texts out to my wife and I know we're okay. And mm. now I'm relieved. <laughs> a completely different soulful way. All right, so we were talking about tech and specifically your background in software engineering and mm-hmm. you know everything that has everything to do with code, languages, and computers and stuff like that. And we wanted to talk about the scary stuff that's out there, how it relates to your job, what we've got into. But one of the questions I had is, as you just said, uh, as somebody who does design software or has seen the process, mm-hmm. understands it, studied it, you see stuff you know how to do yourself that's no longer a mystery to you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the universe is revealed to you in your browser, everything else. Now, the question I have is, like, you hear this from physicists who understand mm-hmm. how the w- universe works, how momentum works, energy, and they get f- creeped out when they're in a car or in a plane because yeah. they really understand physics yeah. really well. Th- they understand it. Sorry. You went Medea there on You heard me, right? I heard me. I lost my language there for a second. But they understand it to a point that it scares them when they're in a car and they know momentum and how things impact. Do you feel like that because you understand, you know, the world of computing and how things spread and how things happen, are you more scared or like you feel safer now that you know how the world works? I'm less scared, but it's in a we're going, we're all gonna die anyway kind of way. <laughs> very, uh, <laughs> very uh, like, like so what? Like it, so it? what if artificial intelligence takes over? So yeah. what if they have all of our pictures and information? Like, what's the worst? I, that's I don't think I don't think the first computers that are that smart will be able to convince us that they're godly. Yani, I feel like they're. Yeah. The first com- computers... Unless it's, they're, they're, it's, unless it's already happened. Well, <laughs> they're all going to kill us. I, I, for sure. I believe in I believe in super intelligence will happen in the next 50 it's years. Happening. Yeah, I know. But I think in the next 20 to 50 years, we'll have the super intelligence, which is something I'm worried about, you know, with all these big computers that are being built to access economies. Like, and, it, it, it grows exponentially, you know? Yeah, like but yeah. That, that's not necessarily artificial intelligence as in it's AI. It understands it. Oh, yeah. It's aware. So I'm, I'm scared and that we're going to have the tech that can do things uh, that I'm the algorithm level. is there they just need to combine it everything is already Are you talking there. about for simulating intelligence yeah really well, is, is it is it a kind of uh, like is the reason why it's not happening yet because of uh, some kind of it morality is happening. issue you just don't know what's happening no no but i mean actual artificial let's say beings like the mm-hmm. the classic sci-fi ai robot yeah. kind of thing i'm I'm almost certain that we have the technology to do that, uh, at least uh, a computer version of it. Yeah. But um, is the reason why it's not happening yet because of some kind of morality issue, or is I that think not uh, philosophical question. I thought the tech wasn't there for a true AI, I and mean, actually self-aware, self-intelligent, self. The awareness, the awareness is a question. What what is aware? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they learn and they better themselves, and they. They do things. My sister just sent me today a, a whole song that was composed by artificial intelligence. It was classical music. And I thought it was classical music. It sounded like classical music. But anyways, I don't think robots with artificial intelligence are there because we don't need them. 
Right. Like you already have Siri. You can tell Alexa to do stuff for you and it recommends better songs. You see what's happening on Netflix. That's what you see as the average user. Imagine what governments have yeah, access but, uh, to. I, I, but I the scary mean. part is when Alexa realizes you're using her as a <laughs> housemaid. I don't know. When that's they start where, communicating I, with each other. Listen, yes. I don't know if that's where we're at as far as like an actual AI and a thinking kind of like feels feels like revenge is my thing right now kind of AI. yeah that's what i don't know they still can't make their yeah. own they can make their own decisions now, to an it, extent. it scares me because i read this book uh it's called super intelligence by nick uh bostrom i think it was mm-hmm. called uh, the, the author was and it, he just goes into detail on the different kinds of ai that could be uh, you know explosive changes our entire culture changes our belief systems changes our abilities and even maybe you know dangerous for us and one of the things he goes is like there's general ai there's like uh, different kinds of AI, like AI systems and whether mm-hmm. or not it's one AI, whether it's a hooked up system. And the one yeah. that they're scared about the most, which is what the different countries are on the cusp of developing right now, mm-hmm. is a general super intelligence that is a computer that doesn't necessarily think for itself or do anything for itself. But it has so much computing power that to crunch problems, it will solve problems without our re- us realizing how it's doing it. Okay. Do you know? Like, it'll just be like, hey, just cut the birth <laughs> by, like, 30% in Japan. Okay, okay, in, yeah. Why in Japan? Just do it. Just do it. They don't need it. They need more people, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Qu- question, has, I don't know if any of you guys know this, but has any th- any kind of machine or any kind of super intelligent, well, any kind of um, technology passed the Turing test yet? Uh, well, the point? ones that manage to, you mean, fake in people, yeah, there, there, are, there are bots that can simulate a discussion, and some people have been fooled. Okay. But mm-hmm. does it actually, like, withstand rigorous scientific testing? I don't think so. Mm. No, just fools people. Like, I've had people on, on, have you seen those robocalls on John Oliver's yeah, show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're really creepy. The yeah. ones that phone in, they're like, hi, how are you doing? And they're at Yeah, it's like, US, yeah. are you a machine? Are you a robot? <laughs> what <laughs> it's like are you a robocaller can you tell me that i'm not can you just say the line i'm not a robot can you say that <laughs> i'm a person <laughs> it's literally just a, a robot I, on a i think call. they can say i'm not a robot but yeah uh maybe they're not maybe they're not passing it on purpose <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> I just feel like they it's have the all of this that, like think of what <laughs> happened uh, with the US elections yeah that they fed off the people's fears and then they were showing you exactly what you're afraid of like immigrant uh, immigration um, decline economy mm. and then that's what was used for Trump to win that fear was all artificial intelligence they gathered yeah. information they it's stu- not people studied what the um, Americans are afraid of artificial intelligence is what gave them the results data mining okay yeah and, and that- then it used it to generate fake news <clears throat> on a very large scale yeah. and that's all machines as well but but, but we still have to give that some is commands. a targeted program though that's by a government entity that wants to accomplish a goal and see if they can supposedly, pull it off yeah, yeah. supposedly now mm-hmm. they, they can't prove that there was, it was that big of a deal and some people even say it wasn't that big of an attack or that big of an attempt and this stuff happens all the time like apparently yeah but it showed you what it what it's capable of yeah Absolutely. it can't change I, I know our that, beliefs no i agree with you there but i do know that the governments are always all the time testing people's defense structures their systems the companies they're always like even just xbox they're continuously being assailed 
by a stream of security, <laughs> potential security uh, intrusions that are trying to test the system, see if they can get in. <laughs> now that's, can I, <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is a part of a government system. Now, you brought it up in the elections. You said, mm-hmm. in Annie, that was also a topic used to, to scare people. Mm-hmm. One of the topics that was used kind of as a debate platform, although it wasn't that big of a topic, mm-hmm. it should have been, in my opinion, was jobs uh, replace machine learning or computers and robots replacing, replacing people in jobs. And you think that's an important discussion? Uh, I actually do. I think in a, for for the economy, it's a big deal if if people are going to lose jobs quietly and their their everyday jobs, they're like truck drivers, and then these truck drivers are a big swath of the population that mm-hmm. ends up voting for mm-hmm. somebody like a Trump, somebody that is uh, mm. much more identitarian, much more America first, mm-hmm. and that I've, situation scares me. I've been following this argument with you know uh, robots replacing humans in the aviation field, yeah, uh, with drones or whatever. But drones, mm-hmm. you know, there's still a pilot controlling them on the ground. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, there's a video of a robot landing uh, an airplane in a simulator. Yeah, and yeah. there's an argument that it's safer. Yeah, and but but their their the, their biggest argument, one which I agree with, mm-hmm. their counter argument rather is is mm-hmm. that you cannot program uh, survival instinct yeah. in a robot. True. Yeah. Well, well, that's that's the same thing that's happening with the self-driving cars. Well, they have to have somebody in the driver's seat. Yeah. No matter yeah, what. But, yeah. but the, I think the whole issue with planes uh, specifically, I, I heard this uh, from, okay. cousin, from a cousin of mine who works uh, in Gulf Air, and he says, that, um, he says that there is a more advanced technology in airplanes that you don't even have to do that yeah. much in the plane to mm. land yeah. it. But because, uh, because the, the people on the plane are worried... And they need to see someone in the driving seat. Okay. They have to put well, someone there. Well, 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 you wouldn't know. With, if they were. with airplanes, there is a capability called, called auto land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's existed since since the seventies. Yeah. Um, but you need someone in case and, something and, happens. And, and a lot of oh, people yeah. And, yeah. and you know planes nowadays are very very automated. And mm. the pilot, the, the most critical part of, of of being a pilot is during takeoff and landing. Mm. Yeah. Then, other than that, they're just monitoring the instruments. That's yeah. all they're doing. Yeah. 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 Very but you don't think there are a bunch of jobs out there that are getting re- like I, I remember the most recent one. I don't remember which show I saw it in or not, but there was somebody that was talking about a plant that Trump was was basically saying, "Oh look, I'm keeping the jobs." This company, oh, I think it was Carrier, yeah, Carrier, the the, the AC, AC company, yeah. yeah. And they were like, "Oh, they're keeping the jobs here, the factory. They're going to be doing more things. They're going to get big news." And he saved the factory apparently from going to Mexico and other countries. And mm-hmm. then the the company was like, "Oh yeah, we're keeping the plant in the U.S. Uh, it's staying here. We're not moving it. But by the way, we're getting robots, so <laughs> you're still fired." <laughs> and, and it was it was literally oh, like people shit. were like, "Oh, what? We're staying in the yeah, like yeah, we're keeping it because it's cheaper to get machines to do your jobs, mm. and you're not actually saved. The plant is saved. In the case, in the, you're gone. In the, in the case of, for example, McDonald's, you're seeing a lot more self, you know, like yeah, the, the, I saw the those in Europe. The yeah, screen. I saw those. Even, they're, they're even being implemented in Bahrain in certain locations. So yeah. here's why I brought this up because you're somebody that works in tech, and yeah. recently there and was this. I don't think it matters. Even in your in, in like your own economy, yeah. do you feel like the jobs will be, become naturally replaced? Um, yeah, because I think that's part of evolution. Like how many people work at a, a printing press yeah. today? Uh, how many people? Three guys. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what <laughs> I'm One saying. Guy. It's <laughs> been happening since the industrial revolution. Yes. We're replacing people with machines. What? And it's bound to happen. And it's supposed to free us 
for better things. That is true. I agree mm. with you on the side of tech that it has to advance no matter what. And it has to progress. There, there's going to be some collateral damage to the people who are not willing to yeah. learn new things. So you can say I, hashtag yeah. learn to code. Can is I, what you're saying? I, is that what you're saying, everybody? This, this statement is very, very biased. <laughs> Why is that? No matter, no matter, I can't no learn matter how much robot, like you're, you're, you're a computer software engineer. Yeah. For you, uh-huh. Jobs being replaced by robots <laughs> is a good thing <laughs> because you always have a job. Because no one's gonna call you, and the answer so, is yeah, turn your PC off and back on. Right, is that an IT lot of people, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing they teach. A lot of people would say that is like a, a, that is a, a high position to be in. You get off your high horse, you know, you're elitist if you say like learn no, to code. No, but it happened. I'm not saying learn to code. You said learn to code. <laughs> I know. Don't <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> I'm saying it happened with farmers. Yeah. It happened with. But we big, did. We did see uh, World War One happen because of the yeah. Industrial Revolution, because people didn't have jobs. It was the whole reason communism became popular is because industrialization cam- comes in, takes away all these jobs, replaces people with machines. And obviously, the, we survive. Okay. The economy does it does move on. It does translate to yeah. a new economy. Look, I'm not saying it's not a big deal. I'm saying it's bound to happen. Yeah. If we need to learn from our history. Yeah. Uh, us having less of our typical jobs is bound to happen. Mm-hmm. I think that means that we have a responsibility as humans to better condition the conditions of people without them having those typical jobs. Yeah. So even if you're not someone who's taking the order at McDonald's, you shouldn't be starving. We should live in a society that takes care of their own as they advance. Yeah. So it's not communism, <clears throat> but I feel like instead of tackling the issue let's not advance because we don't want to replace people. Yeah. It should be, how can we make everyone's life better while advancing? So would you say that this is a good opportunity? Because whenever I see a vacuum where something changes, like a power structure mm-hmm. changes or mm-hmm. a hierarchy changes and a new one is formed, usually it's an opportunity for usually like disparaged groups or minorities yeah. to kind of move up in the chain of uh, the food chain or whatever and have a good position. I would say if you look at the economy in Bahrain and around the Gulf and you see it going more t- more and more towards a tech economy, mm-hmm. Is this an opportunity for women to in, in the Middle East to kind of jump in whilst this is still young? It's still a, a, a field that maybe isn't completely populated by one kind of source of power, one one gender. Do you feel like it is... Uh... Unfortunately, I don't feel like that's the case in GCC. I feel like we don't have enough awareness to put uh, human life first. It's very uh, machine-like. Right. This is what should happen. This is the outcome. And that's why people are scared of change because they know this as it is. And they don't know if someone is going to have their back. Yeah. If they, they needed to take two years to train for something new and then get a job. Like what's going to happen to you? Yeah. At that time. Well, what about like girls within, in Bahrain compared to, mm-hmm. let's say, Amman compared to Saudi? Who would be more driven? Like, I've seen a lot of driven Saudi girls that would want to transfer to a new econ- economy, a tech economy, and they're mm-hmm. jumping on the bandwagon of all these different events that are happening in Saudi, initiatives and economic events and all this stuff. So, would, the, you know, even from the side of tech, people have been showcasing, you know, they brought that robot chick, whatever her name is, in Saudi, <laughs> the freaky, creepy one. Yeah. Right? Um, Uncanny Valley. Yeah. The one with half a face. Yeah, the one that tweets out. It's she's oh, really weird. So has weird. <laughs> looks like a Stepford wife, just made so out of like weird. 
Borg parts. Mm-hmm. But um, if you were talking to a girl that is growing up in, in a place like Saudi or Bahrain and they're going through that and they see a new bubble, a new maybe not even a bubble, but a tech economy, a new tech giant thing is moving towards in, in distance, are you? would you be like, hey, yeah, jump on board, get into the sciences, get into engineering, get mm-hmm. into tech because you have a future where you can dominate? Do you feel like that's a thing that could be happening in the Gulf, but not necessarily for every country? Um. I feel like uh, maybe they need to know that they can, that they're accepted in that circle without feeling the pressure that they have to be in a STEM field to have right. a bright future. I, I feel like we all we all deserve a good life, you know, like a decent life. And it shouldn't be because you have a software engineering degree. You could be you yeah. should you should be in whichever field you want to be. But 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 it's, but it's a powerful field. To be. <laughs> <laughs> Very powerful. He wants to hear you say. I want to switch. I want to switch majors now. <laughs> he does. He still have a chance to. You should, if you want to keep up with yeah, them. But I do. I do. Yeah. I mean. But, what, yeah. What, yeah. What you were I, saying. I'm totally with everyone learning how to code. It's if you they like, want to. Then here's a good question as well. Who do you feel like everybody should in the future? Would would everybody have to know some code or another some language? Would it be um, an advantage? Yeah, a few years ago, not that many people spoke English, and we had to learn to survive. So maybe that's going to be the language of the future. It's the language of space. So even Chinese astronauts have to learn English. It's it's the language of the sea, the space, the air. So maybe if coding gets there, we need to learn. We all need to learn. It becomes standardized, basically. Yeah. But, I'd, be, I'd be up for that. Oh, yeah, I feel like kids could easily grasp yeah. it. Oh, one, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, add, a, add a class. In school. Right, right, yeah. right, Do you right, already right. have stuff like that in Bahrain or is it not mandatory? Um, it's definitely not mandatory, mm-hmm. but I don't know. For, I think maybe in high school. For me, computer class was mm-hmm. not... Um, I, I took computer science yeah. uh, for, as a GCSE, but that's about it. They didn't really focus on, on computing. Yeah, I mean, computer classes and generally in Bahrain. Do you guys still schools. have a typing class? We used to have typing. That was, that was, in, that was, that was in computer class. Yeah. Computer class Just was type. basically... It was, you, you learn how to Word. use, learn how yeah. to use yeah. Word, Excel. Excel. Microsoft Office, basically. Yeah. 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 yeah, basically Microsoft Office. <laughs> Which is bullshit. Not so, even do, Photoshop. Yeah. Do they still have classes like that where they just... I think so. No. Think Bro, so. There's, 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 they have that, IT classes, but yeah. they're like more theoretical. Like they don't teach you coding. There's mm. courses outside of high school where they teach you how to use Microsoft but Office. That, oh, yeah. But that is crap yeah. though. That, that, yep. it, like, it feels like for kids these days, especially the newer generations, are used to actually doing it without it. So Yeah, man. A little... Fucking little, little kids running around with their yeah. iPads and their tablets. All the new and things whatever. happen. Well, I don't want to take up more, so I, 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 we need to start wrapping it up. We have been uh, almost at an hour, and I think it was like 40 now, yeah. 40 minutes into it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to say last word, since we were talking about kids and tech and, and mm-hmm. this, the golf, and you feeling like it, it shouldn't matter that people should be afraid of losing their jobs. It's, mm-hmm. Have you quoted as saying that? It's the circle of life. It is the circle of life. <laughs> it's evolution. Hopefully, it, it we managed to survive this bump without too much uh, difficulty. Now, would you, if you had the power, here's mm-hmm. the final question, if you mm-hmm. had the power to force everybody in behind to learn the code, mm-hmm. would you? No. You would not? I would just make them miserable. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. like saying everyone should learn how to just audit nag. or Tell everyone. Them, yeah. yeah. This ain't communist Russia, man. No, yeah. I, want <laughs> I want to see what she would like, do with total I'm, power. I'm not good with money. My husband is. I'm good with computers. He isn't. Like, uh-huh. we all have our role. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's, yeah. A good fair one. Enough. that's a good one to leave it at. All right. So, uh, do you want to plug once more your social media or any events that are upcoming that you want to share to the public? Um, you just took them at the beginning. It's mm-hmm. at Challenge Robot. 
I think 89 on Instagram and without the 89 on Twitter or maybe it's the same. All right, just look for it. <laughs> Challenged variations. robot. Challenged uh, robot. A funny, funny thing is when I made the username, I felt like... Uh, like I'm challenged when it comes to socializing and dealing with people, and you don't I, seem like that at all. No, oh, thank you. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> I'm, I'm I mean, passing a, a, as a normal a, a, person. An hour and forty minutes—that's pretty. That's, pretty, that's, that's pretty the longest yeah, we've that's ever. That's one gone, of the longest yeah. in, in the recent yeah. in recent times. So well done on that. We enjoyed it. Honestly, I enjoyed it a lot. We talk, we, we went all over the place. Didn't pr- plan as much for this one. We we had a very good. I, I had a loose outline, but we went all over. Yeah, the place. We, did. Yeah. Yeah. we did. We covered I, a lot of it. Yeah. I feel like it was relevant as well. Improv. Yeah, we didn't talk about kittens or puppies or no, gender not this but time. it's fine not this time. <laughs> or traffic or littering maybe you know maybe maybe next time maybe we, maybe after og leaves we could have you oh on. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, guys uh, i'm unemployed we can so. have a whole conversation a whole episode about genders <laughs> did we gender announce pronouns. that oj is leaving by the way we last have. time we, we, have, yeah, we yeah. did yeah we did <laughs> so uh this is gonna be the last podcast for you probably right? yeah probably all right yeah. so everybody this is a send off to OJ. <laughs> Crying. So we're going to be yeah. making a special episode with him on Skype at one point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Add Please. sad music. That. Yes. Very sad. I'm going to insert sad violin music here. <laughs> right here. Right here. Right here. Okay. No worries. All right, guys. Thank you for listening, for uh, staying tuned with this podcast at an hour and 40 minutes now. We've enjoyed it a lot. All kinds of topics to be had. Stay tuned for more in the future with uh, Wad Saidi. Uh-huh. That's it. So uh, make sure to follow the rest of the gang also on social media. Guys, you want to plug yours? It's uh, AhmedAlMatruk.57 on Instagram. Okay. Um, it's uh, Mo.Sultans with a Z in the end on oh. Instagram. <laughs> and what was it? I, I don't remember my Twitter. I think it was Mo on film. Nobody follows yeah. it. Yeah, it is Mo on Oh, yeah. Nobody's yeah. on Twitter. For no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. This is Bedouin Bata. I'm Khaled Dosri. I'll see you next time. Hopefully, enjoyed this. Be right back I don't know just we'll edit it there <laughs> <laughs>